God's Holy Angels, Part 1 The Character and Presence of Angels So if you're a child of God, you need to understand, if you don't already, that the Lord commands his angels to minister to us as heirs of salvation and to look after us. There's many scriptures that uphold that and it's very useful to know what angels are like. And part of this series shorts of podcasts that I'll do, I will go into the detail of the different types of angels because there are rankings, but just generally in this podcast, what is the character of God's holy angels? One of the main things is they are obedient and they're obedient to God's commands. They don't hesitate to obey the Lord when he commands them. tells us that in Psalm 103, verse 20, Bless the Lord, O you his angels, you mighty ones who do his bidding, obedient to his spoken word. Very important, that last part, because that includes decrees that we make in accordance to the will of God. When we speak God's word out, when we stand in it in faith and we make decrees, then God's holy angels are running with them to bring them to pass. The angels are used very much on earth, even if we can't physically see them. They're there, they're in the spiritual realm. Often they will manifest physically and people see them from time to time, but they are obedient to God's commands. They're also holy. The angels were originally created as holy beings to serve God. Tells us that in Isaiah 6 verse 3, And one called to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the phrase the Lord of hosts means he is the Lord of the angels. And he is the commander in chief of the angel armies. And another thing angels are, they're reverent. Uh, They worship God and it speaks about that in Hebrews 1 verse 6. Let all God's angels worship him. Talks about it in the Old Testament, Nehemiah 9 verse 6. They continually praise and glorify God, often in his presence. And on one occasion at the birth of Jesus, the angels came to the earth. So they do that. They come to earth when there's a need for them to do that. And talks about that in Luke 2, verses 13 and 14. And angels will also communicate with people. Language is no barrier for angels. Paul talked about the ability of angels to speak. Um, It talks about it in 1 Corinthians 13, verse 1. Um, when he's talking about the tongues of men and angels. And not only can angels speak, but they can communicate to people in any language on the face of the earth. 
and we find an angel preaching the gospel to the entire world before Jesus Christ returns. That's in Revelation 14, verse 6. So every language was able to understand the message of this angel that was flying in the middle of heaven with the gospel to proclaim it to those who lived in the earth, to every nation and tribe and language and people. They are also very intelligent beings or creatures that God created because they were made to be highly intelligent spirits. And they've been learning from the time they were created, having had the opportunity to observe God's dealings with humanity and also their intelligence hasn't been corrupted by sin as has been the case with human beings and so their intelligence is beyond that of humans and scripture talks about their knowledge to Tam to Samuel 14 verse 20 says in order to change the course of affairs your servant Joab did this but my Lord has wisdom like the wisdom of the angel of God to know all things that are on the earth we also find angels in a council probably not like our earthly councils because angels tend to agree um, and then get things done. But it talks about the councils, the assembly, um, in Psalm 89, verses 5 and 7. And the fact that we find angels in heavenly councils bringing divine revelation to humanity shows us that their knowledge is superior to human beings. Although having said that, I would add that when we are in Christ, then we have the mind of Christ, which is clearly the creator of the angels, therefore above, you know, the angels. But it's actually putting that into practice you know we cast down vain imaginations the mind of Christ is a given but people don't always walk in it so that's the difference but if we do then we can be incredibly intelligent on earth in, in this physical body when we operate with the mind of Christ and so that's something definitely to work towards if we're not you know having the wisdom of God in our lives in operation a lot, then we can look at scriptures and pray and ask the Lord to help us with our minds to be in the place where we have the mind of Christ operating in our lives. It's, it safeguards us and it's very important. So the fact that we find angels in heavenly councils and bring in divine revelation to humanity shows us that, that they are incredibly intelligent and God can rely on them because they're obedient. And they have limited knowledge, though, 
Although they have superior intelligence to humans in general, their knowledge is still limited. And God cannot add to his knowledge because he knows everything. He is omniscient, omnipotent, he's all-knowing. The same thing can't be said of the angels. They continue to learn and the Bible says that there are things they don't know. For example, the angels do not know the time of Jesus' return to the earth. And tells us about that in Matthew 24, verse 36. But about that day and hour, no one knows, neither the angels of heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. But scripture tells us that there are some things that they have desired to know. In 1 Peter 1 verse 12 it says, It was revealed to them, the prophets, that they were serving not themselves but you in regard to the things that have now been announced to you through those who brought you good news by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. Things into which angels desired to look into. So only God knows what's in the human heart. An angel does not. And that includes fallen angels, by the way. And fallen angels, just as we're on the subject, cannot read your mind. They cannot. God does not allow them to. They can hear what you say aloud but they cannot read your mind. So as intelligent as God's holy angels are, they're still limited in what they know. You know, God limits their knowledge. But one thing is they do know right from wrong. Angels know the difference between right and wrong talks about that 2 Samuel 14 verse 17 and the fact that angels could discern good from evil was a proverbial expression in the nation of Israel when you look at that verse from Samuel there and angels are mighty they're greater than humans in power there's no two ways about that. Often in medieval times, you would see maybe in church um, ceilings, you'd see frescoes on the walls and sometimes sculptures in gardens of what looked like cute little chubby babies. And they were called cherubs, you know, little angels, cherubs. Well... That's really not the picture of God's angels. They're mighty. There's different types. There's hierarchies and rankings to them, but they don't look like helpless, cute, chubby babies. And it tells us that they're greater than humans in power. In 2 Peter 2 verse 11 and it also tells us in Psalm 103, verse 20. 
and they're called Christ's mighty angels. In 2 Thessalonians 1 verse 7, it says, And to give relief to you who are afflicted as well as to us, when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven with his mighty angels. So angels are able to do things that us humans can't do in our own strength anyway. But their power is dependent upon God. And they're mighty beings, but they're not almighty. So their power is within fixed limits by God. They are not exactly like God because they're neither all-powerful, all-knowing or everywhere present at once. God is. And if there was another being in the universe who was all-powerful, then God would not be the only God, which clearly he is. So they're not all-powerful and that fact can be seen in the part where Michael, the archangel, um, and Satan are disputing about the body of Moses. You can read about that in Jude 9. And Michael, the archangel, is the highest of the angels, and he would not rebuke the devil by himself. So this is one example of how angels have limited power. However... We are in Christ Jesus and we have power and authority over Satan, Luke 10, 19, to tread in snakes and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Nothing whatsoever shall harm us. We can rebuke the enemy, unlike what it says the archangel Michael did here. So... We have that privilege through Jesus Christ as sons of the living God when we're born again. So many privileges that we have as children of God in the royal family of God. It's incredible. So angels cannot rebuke Satan, as we see with Michael there. And another thing, they're not present everywhere, um, unlike Almighty God, angels can only be in one place at a time. And that also includes the fallen angels. That also includes Satan. So, since the Bible speaks of angels travelling from place to place, it indicates that they can't be everywhere at once. And Daniel records that testimony of an angel in Daniel 10, in verse 12 to 14 and that passage shows the limitation of the power of angels as well as the fact that they're not present everywhere at the same time like God. Another thing about their character, they're very humble. Although they're mighty angels, they're also humble. They don't seek their own glory but rather they want to glorify God always and Mostly, they go about their ministry unnoticed by us, <laughs> unless there is a reason for them to appear or for us to be aware of them. Some people are more sensitive to angels, uh, both the good angels and the evil angels. That is through the gift of discerning of spirits of good and evil. But on the whole, they are 
not really noticed by us. And we see the humility of even the seraphim when they worship the Lord, they cover their feet and that is apparently an act, a sign of humility. It talks about that in Isaiah 6 verse 2. And angels are sinless. The ones that did not rebel, the two-thirds who stayed faithful to God, they're without sin. And although this isn't actually directly stated, it's inferred from various names given to them. They're called both holy angels in Mark 8 verse 38 and elect angels in 1 Timothy 5 verse 21. So the character um, of angels are listed for us in the scriptures and there's much for us to learn from angels. Um, Although they're incredibly powerful and they have been used by God to take out the Assyrian army at one point. Uh, 185,000 Assyrian warriors were taken out by one angel. They remain very humble and, and although they're highly intelligent, They've devoted that intelligence to the service of the Lord. So there's a lot that we can learn from the faithfulness of God's angels. They're incredibly powerful. They're knowledgeable. They are superior to humans in as much as they operate in the spiritual realm and the earthly realm. And they are obedient and faithful to God so there's there's a lot we can learn from angels and they do minister to us often we're not aware of it but at other times we're very aware of the presence of an angel because they can carry the presence of God on them and if you're around an angel and that happens you will be extremely fortunate to be able to stay standing. Normally people fall down flat on their face in the Bible a lot of the time, prone, face down. The power of God will just take people's legs from under them and a lot of the time angels will minister healing and they will be in services to do that and so the power of God can actually be felt through his angels ministering. So angels are incredible and I'll leave it there just now and I'll talk about some of the ways they intervened in humans' lives on earth in the next podcast. Thank you for listening. God bless.